On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. The information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your financial situation, objectives, goals, or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risks and none are guaranteed. So before you make any investment decisions, we recommend you contact an investment advisor. For more information about our services in that regard, you can go to our website, which is craigsip.com. Welcome to On Point. I'm Mark Lister, Investment Director at Craig's Investment Partners, and I'll be talking about a range of topics, including economics, portfolio strategy, investor education, and anything else that's happening out there in financial markets. Okay, let's take a look back at last week before we turn our attention to what is coming up over the next five or six days. Last week, the US share market, the S&P 500, down again. Uh, only a, a small decline for the week. Uh, the market slipped 0.3%, but that is the second consecutive week of losses. And stocks have been a little bit weaker uh, this month. Um, July was very subdued in terms of low volatility, and it was a pretty good month. Uh, share prices were up. August, things have changed. Things have been a bit more volatile you have seen uh, a bit of weakness creep in. So in some ways, that's not unusual. You know, you look back at the historic seasonality month to month, and July tends to be one of the best months of the year for US shares or or global shares, in fact. Uh, While August and September, which is the period that we're in now, obviously, are two of the worst months of the year. So in a way, not super surprising. Uh, we had a fantastic sort of start to the year. Markets have performed very well since last October when world shares bottomed. So they've rebounded very strongly. Um, and July was a continuation of that trend. But it does feel like we are taking a bit of a breather uh, now that we're in that period of the year that is often more difficult and where you do see markets just a little bit weaker. You've also got the earnings season wrapping up internationally. So we've been blessed with lots of announcements and most of them been pretty good over the last three weeks or so uh, and certainly sort of through the first, second half of, of July. Um, and that seems to have ended. You know, most of those companies internationally have already reported results, so you're not getting those those positive headlines. We've also seen longer-term bond yields rise quite sharply uh, these last few weeks, and I think that might have contributed to some of the weakness in share markets too. You know, rising interest rates, not super friendly for uh, equities. Um, Why have bond yields been rising? Well, again, I think it's a combination of things. You know, we had the Bank of Japan raising their cap on government bond yields, which allowed them to go higher, and that sort of influenced other other bond yields around the world. You had Fitch downgrading the US credit rating. Um, the timing of that was pretty interesting, happening sort of at the start of August. August is not a typically liquid month, so maybe... Um, Maybe that has had a bigger effect than it would have had at another time. Uh, The US economic data has been pretty solid, and that tends to be something that goes hand in hand with higher interest rates because, you know, better data means stronger growth looking ahead and uh, potentially higher inflation and potentially, um, you know, higher interest rates from central banks too. So I think think all of those things together have maybe contributed to what you've seen, but not something I believe we need to 
panic about or anything. Let's let's just take a step back. Let's zoom out and um, acknowledge the fact that it was it was a very strong end to last year, and the first seven months of this year were also very buoyant. So not surprising really that you get uh, a little bit of weakness creep in, or that markets do do. Um, you know, do soften a bit when you sort of go into one of those typically more volatile times of the year. So that was the US down slightly second week in a row that it's been down. Other markets around the world also lower. Uh, the stock 600 in Europe was flat. The FTSE 100 in the UK down half a percent. The Aussie market bucked the trend with a small rise, not much, 0.2 percent. And the local market fell 0.9 percent. Uh, interest rates were higher. Um, short-term interest rates were higher. The US two-year Treasury yield increased from 4.8 to 4.9. The 10-year finished at about 4.15. So uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that it sort of pushed up to the highest levels we've seen since last year. Um, the New Zealand five-year swap rate, you know, little changed. It's sitting uh, just shy of 4.9%. The Kiwi dollar, some interesting moves last week. It's uh, continued to come off the boil. Um, so we finished last week just under 60 cents against the US dollar and you've actually got to go back to November 2022 to find a time when we were under 60 cents. So we're off 1.8% um, but we're off against most other currencies, off about 1.5% against the UK, about 1.3% against the Euro, down slightly against the Aussie. Um, so we have we have softened a bit. Not I'm not super surprised by that. You know, we talked um, a week ago about the Fonterra payout being cut quite uh, dramatically, and I uh, pointed out the historic relationship between uh, dairy prices and the currency. I think you've also got increasing uh, belief that our our central bank. Um, might not need to do any more. That interest rates have sort of reached uh, the top. So, uh, and you've got that sort of caution just generally out there. Um, you know, a little bit of nervousness about there in the world. Uh, share markets a little bit shakier, and people just uh, a bit more um, risk averse. And our currency being sort of a, a risk on currency or a um, you know, it tends to go up when people are optimistic and in very good spirits and very positive about, you know, financial markets, global growth. Um, and when they're a little bit more cautious, we tend to get sold off in favour of those safer currencies like the US dollar and so forth. So put all of that together and um, I'm not, not terribly surprised by... Um, the fact that the currency has come off the boil. I won't dwell on that because I am planning to record something in the next couple of days uh, to just talk a bit more specifically about um, uh, what's happening with dairy prices and what it means for investors. So we'll obviously bring the currency into the mix there. Um, in terms of key releases last week, it was there wasn't too much actually. Um, if we, we start with what happened out there in the world, the key release was US inflation for July, and it pretty much came in in line with forecasts, the headline and the core. The core excludes um, food and energy because they're more volatile. Um, so both those measures increased by 0.2% during the month. That was the same as we saw the previous month in June, uh, and that saw the annual um, headline CPI increase at a rate of 3.2%. 
slightly up from June. June it was at 3.0, which was the lowest in more than two years. So up marginally from that, but um, well below where it has been for the last two years. Uh, and it was actually below forecast. People were expecting it to come in at 3.3. So that was more, more good news. Um, and what I think that means for the Fed is that they you know, well, well, we don't know what it means for the Fed, if I'm completely honest. Um, their next decision comes, comes in mid-September. Uh, they're at 5.5% uh, at the moment, which is the highest we've seen since 2001. They have guided to one additional increase from here that would take their Fed funds rate to five and three quarters. Um, I'm not, look, I'm not so sure. Uh, I could see them just stopping where they are, but I think it all depends on... Um, on where the data goes and you know being through mid-September uh, you've actually got another inflation report between now and then and you'll have other economic releases as well so uh, it's it really depends how how the cards fall over the next uh, several weeks but you know that that inflation report was um, as the market was hoping for it was another piece of evidence that things are moving in the right direction here in NZ, we had the survey of expectations um, for the Reserve Bank, and this is an interesting one. It's it's a survey of forecasters, you know, business leaders, economists, forecasters, people like me, and um, it th because of that, is it sort of reflective of what people out there on you know on the street think? Maybe, maybe not. It's it's a it's a relevant survey, but it is sort of targeting or asking those experts who sort of live and breathe the stuff sort of what they think so it's it's not necessarily going to tell you uh how your typical consumer or borrower or your typical kiwi might be seeing things but anyway it's important and the reserve bank does um does keep an eye on it and and it was it, it largely sort of would have been quite comforting to them you know the one year forward inflation expectation fell from 4.3 to just under 4.2 looking at two years was pretty stable at 2.8 so these last two quarters uh, we've seen it in the twos and that's the the first time we've seen it in the twos uh, since late 2021 and obviously the the reserve bank's target range is one to three percent so uh, these last two quarters, it's just scraped into the, that range, sort of at the top. You know, they'd rather it be more in the middle, but at least it's within that range. And the last time we saw that was 2021. So I think, I think that will will be broadly um, what they were hoping for. You know, nothing there to really sort of move the dial in a big way. Looking ahead to this week, um, housing market. You know, I know I said last week that we might get a housing report on Friday. Well, we didn't. Um, that's okay. We'll get it on Tuesday morning instead. So this will be for July. Uh, you all know where my where I'm at in terms of the housing market because I've said it a few times in recent months. I believe that the uh, the bottom is in, uh, and that the falls are behind us, and that the market has stabilised. Um, good news. Good for confidence. Good for sentiment. It's most people's biggest asset, so uh, it it does matter. Um, and we're, we're seeing a lot more activity out there uh, amongst um, the property market and my friends that are agents are telling me plenty of buyers, all the buyers have come out in the woodwork and they're ready to go uh, now that they've got a bit more confidence that the market is stabilised but the problem is still haven't got enough listings. So um, it'll be interesting to see what we see on Tuesday morning. 
I don't believe that the housing market is going to take off again in a big way. It'll either sort of bounce along the bottom um, or maybe it'll drift a little bit higher, but I just can't see it rocketing ahead in any big way over the next sort of six or even 12 months. You know, you've got too many headwinds. Uh, you've still got mortgage rates that are very high, you know, the highest in 15 years. You've got unemployment that is probably going to push higher from here. Uh, you've got the uncertainty of an election and, yep, admittedly a change of government, which is the way it looks like it's heading, would be good uh, for the housing market. I suspect um, you've still got all of those headwinds. And even though prices are down from where they got to 18 months ago, they're not particularly, they're not representing great value for money. They're not particularly affordable. All, all that's happened is the market is less overvalued than it was before. It's still overvalued, I, I suspect, in many people's eyes. So um, some good and bad there. So that's Tuesday morning. Uh, Wednesday, we'll get a dairy auction. And uh, obviously after what we saw a fortnight ago, you know, the the biggest fall that we'd seen in four months, the fifth decline of the last six auctions, and then, you know, the Fonterra, Fonterra uh, cut to their payout forecast for this season. The, the farmers out there and all of us will be hoping that we, we see a bit of stability from that GDT uh, auction. I won't say any more about that because, like I said, you know, got something in mind um, over the next few days to talk more specifically about what's happening there, but that's Wednesday morning. Um, the big one for us, though, will be, will be the Reserve Bank decision. So this will be on Wednesday. Uh, everything will come out at... Um, two o'clock in the afternoon so you'll get the decision you know here's what we've done with the OCR uh, and you'll also get um, an, a monetary policy statement which is uh, something the Reserve Bank does four times a year uh, and they, that gives us a whole lot more detail you know a big report with lots of wonderful information it's actually really interesting um, not just to sort of people that you know, get a kick out of, you know, economic forecasts and financial projections. But for anyone sort of broadly interested in the economy, it is actually worth a read. Um, you'll also get a new set of forecasts. So we'll be able to see what's changed in the eyes of the Reserve Bank. Have they became, become more optimistic, more pessimistic? Um, where do they think inflation, unemployment, house prices, the OCR, most importantly, uh, where do they think all of those things will go? over the next few years compared to what they thought before, you know, at the last monetary policy statement, which was in May. So, you know, lots changed in three months. That's a long time in markets, and we'll be monitoring all of those things. So you'll get that at 2 o'clock, uh, and then you get a press conference at 3 o'clock, which is also, you know, you just go into their website or log into their Twitter account, and you can you can watch that. Um, also really interesting to sort of hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. The OCR is at 5.5%. I don't think it will change this week. I think it will be no change. Um, uh, but from here, who knows? Um, some economists out there believe that we might get uh, another hike or you know, maybe even another couple of hikes. Um, that's on the basis that the economy is more resilient than many have expected and that inflation you know, is still stubbornly high in some of the areas where the Reserve Bank um, is, is, is looking, you know, such as uh, the, the non-tradables inflation, the domestic inflation, and, and that's valid. That might happen. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll 
we'll hear the Reserve Bank talk about that. My suspicion is they'll say no change today and we still believe that uh, 5.5%, which is where they are now, is sort of the, the peak. So my suspicion is that they will they will, will sort of stay the course. You won't see a dramatic change in view from them, but be very interesting to sort of watch for any nuances or um, different views that, that we find in amongst that detail. Um, so those are the key things happening here in New Zealand. Elsewhere, the US consumer will be in focus this week. We've got retail sales for July out on Tuesday in the US. Uh, also, earnings releases from a few companies that are um, consumer-facing, Home Depot, Walmart. Uh, so that will be that will be worth worth watching. Um, the UK, you know, there was a much better than expected GDP report that came out uh, last week, and that was for, I think it was for the second quarter, actually beat the expectations quite a bit. So people people had fairly low expectations, and, and the numbers actually looked pretty decent. You know, household consumption was pretty good, manufacturing output was pretty good, so uh, that was a bit of a surprise. Um you know, good news and bad news. Good news is that the UK economy is in better shape than many people thought. Bad news is that that probably means that inflation will stick around for longer and that the Bank of England might have to sort of be a bit more aggressive in terms of their interest rates. So uh, in the wake of that, we will be watching the wage data that comes out of the UK on Tuesday and then the inflation report, the monthly inflation report that comes out of the UK on Wednesday. Um, across the Tasman, what do we got across there? Got the labour force survey, you know, uh, unemployment and so forth. That's out on Thursday. That's the main release. There, unemployment rate, which off the top of my head, I think it's three point five percent, and I think it's expected to push a little bit higher this week to three point six percent, which is where ours is. So that would put them sort of uh, at level pegging with ourselves. Uh, and also China, got a big data dump coming out of China on Tuesday afternoon, 2pm our time, uh, all the monthly indicators, fixed asset investment, industrial production, retail sales, so you know who knows how they'll look. Um, my suspicion is they'll look a little bit subdued. Um, most of the indicators we've seen come out of China in the last few months have been a little disappointing, a little bit lacklustre. They obviously just haven't... haven't um, haven't returned to the growth that we hoped for in 2023. The economy was largely shut last year with lots of COVID restrictions. Um, they didn't sort of stimulate to the same degree that Western nations did in terms of you know the the, the support that they gave people. So you didn't have that sort of pent up savings. Um, but this year, since they've reopened, they just haven't been able to really really return with the same vigour that people were hoping for. Um, and you're seeing that sort of evidenced in things like um, dairy prices and so forth. So Tuesday afternoon, we'll get another read on China. Uh, lots happening on the corporate front um, in New Zealand and Australia. So uh, as I said earlier, the, the international reporting season largely behind us, and that's done and dusted for the most part. Um, Home Depot, Walmart, as I mentioned, there's a couple of others as well. Target, Tencent, Deer, Estee Lauder, uh, Palo Alto Networks. So there are a few international companies to watch, but uh, it all it all gears up here and across the Tasman this week. So Monday morning, Contact Energy. Later in the week, Fletcher Buildings, Galler Up, Infratil. Oh, Infratil, it's an AGM, not a um, 
not uh, not a result, but you know that'll still be uh, closely watched because it's a big company that's done some interesting things uh, in recent times, and always interesting he- to hear the trading statement. Uh, and Spark is the other one that will be reporting on Friday. So a, a handful of big names uh, on the local market, and then things will get busier the following week. Um, I did record uh, a, a, a specific podcast with my thoughts on the reporting season in New Zealand. You know, winners, losers, who'll be up, who'll be down, who'll be sideways, what should we be keeping an eye on? Um, so go back and take a look at that. It was from last week if you're interested in hearing my thoughts about what the reporting season might bring over the next um, month or two. Uh, but Aussie as well won't just be us. Um, more companies reporting in Aussie, and um, if you're following the Australian share market, there will be plenty of things to watch. Lendlease is one of the first ones that's that's out on Monday. Through the rest of the week, Amcor. Uh, it's a, a good business, but one that has has struggled of late and has been a pretty disappointing performer. So it'll be interesting to see how that result looks. Uh, CSL, uh, Transurban, Goodman Group. Sonic Healthcare, Telstra, um, so lots of household names and companies that are well owned by New Zealand um, investors. So plenty coming up. Um, hope you enjoy your week. Like I said, uh, keep an eye out for that um, podcast that I'll record about the the dairy sector, and you know I'll do I'll do a full research report on that that you can get from your advisor as well so quite interesting what's happening there and we do need to take notice of it as investors also the reporting season which will be probably the the dominating factor uh, in terms of the local market these next few weeks so that will will be what will dominate the headlines um, I suspect so uh, go have a look and and see what I wrote about that last week or have a listen to my thoughts if you want to do a bit of catch up um, and uh, get yourself prepared for uh, what will be what will be a really interesting sort of few weeks in terms of corporate results uh, here in New Zealand all right thanks all talk again soon for more insights visit craigsip.com